What is up, everybody? Welcome to a brand new episode of The Midnight Drop. I'm your host, Jordan Malone. Today is going to be a very quick, concise, short, straight-to-the-point video to where we're going to be talking about uh, reviews for the newest movie that came out this past weekend, Missing, and also the review for the second episode of The Last of Us TV series that's now on HBO Max. Uh, can't wait to have this talk with you guys about how i felt with both this movie and this new episode of one of my favorite shows going on right now we have all of this and more right here on the midnight drop let's get it Let's go ahead and get into today's episode of Midnight Drop. I hope you guys are doing all good tonight as we go ahead and deep dive into these reviews of both Missing and also The Last of Us Episode 2. I hope you guys are doing all right. I'm doing all right myself. Pretty much just chilling. Haven't been back on the camera, back on stuff like this for the last couple of days. Pretty much took, took a break for me a little bit just so I can get back into the swing of things. But we're here back again with a new episode and I'm glowful that you guys are having a as great as a day as I am. But like I said before, we're going to be having reviews and all that type of stuff. But before we begin, let's go ahead and break down some ground rules. Let's go ahead and break down some housekeeping stuff. If you are new to the Midnight Drop, welcome to the podcast where we talk about movie, TV, and culture of all sorts of kinds. You can go ahead and find us on Spotify, YouTube, TikTok, Instagram, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, and all other platforms where you can listen to podcasts or watch podcasts. Oh, shit, there goes my phone. Don't know why my phone is I don't even know why I didn't turn that down. Oh my god. Uh technical difficulties for the worst podcast in the world, am I right? But you can go ahead you can also go ahead and check us out on www.themidnightdrop.com where you can go ahead and watch current videos or you can go ahead and listen to our current audio listings. That's all this and more right here on the Midnight Drop. But let's go ahead and just get straight into what we're going to be talking about today because I don't really have nothing else to talk about besides this review for a movie that I watched this past weekend and also a review for an episode on a TV series that I've been loving so much. But let's go ahead and get in first with the movie review that I want to talk about at first. God damn, I'm talking really, really fast. Oh my God, I'm talking really, really fast. But yes, uh, I went to go see a movie this past weekend. Uh, a movie that I wasn't really heavily anticipated on, but when I remembered that the movie was coming out, I was like really saying, okay, I'm going to go see this because it's a sequel off of another movie that a lot of people liked. It's starring two of my favorite actresses out there and Storm Reed and Nia Long. And... I I just thought it was a really cool concept film and I am ready to go ahead and talk about this movie Missing in which it's all about a young girl, a daughter whose mom is going out to Columbia on a vacation with her boyfriend. The daughter is still reeling from the death of her father and all of a sudden, uh, the day that her mom and her boyfriend are supposed to come back, uh, the daughter, played by Storm Reed, uh, waits for her at the airport and her mom doesn't come back. 
And now it's a whole manhunt, a search to figure out what happened with said mom and uncover secrets, not only from her boyfriend that they just got together with, but also her mom that might lead to some crazy twists and turns that we see in movies like this. But without further ado, let's go ahead and get into the trailer of Missing, and we'll be right back with my review. Siri, call June. Mom, this is FaceTime. Oh, gosh. I need you to write a couple of things down. The car keys. I just said write it down. You're not writing it down. Kevin and I are headed to LAX, and we need you to pick us up on Monday. Keep your location on the entire time I'm away. No fun. Got it. Hi, this is Grace Allen. Please leave a message. Mom, where are you guys? My mom never came home from her trip. I don't know where she is. I'm calling about a guest you had. Um, does anyone speak English? Uh, I'm sorry. This is Elijah Park. Please, I need your help. The FBI doesn't have jurisdiction to investigate in Colombia. So is there anything I can do? The best thing you can do to help us is just wait by your phone. Hey, hi, Mommy. <laughs> hi, Junebug. I'm not giving up on my mom. There's got to be a way to find her. I need you to go to this hotel and ask for their security footage. The cleaning senora says she sees two American tourists at the hardware store. What did he buy? Just this. You think he did something to her? You're going through Kevin's email? You need to let the police handle this. I tried, but we're running out of time. Who are these people? This woman calls him Darren. You weren't going to tell me my mom was dating a felon? You need to trust me on this. Shocking new footage has leaked online. No, no! I have some questions regarding something we're looking into. Has your mom ever gone by any other names? What? The strangest case I've ever seen. There may be more than meets the eye. There are some legit questions. Hey, Junebug. There's actually a lot I want to talk with you about. <gasps> oh, my God. Someone's here. I did it again. I fucking did it again. Oh my God. I did it again. Where like, I pretty much just like start talking. And the next thing you know, I turn down my input for the microphone. And now I'm over here just talking and nobody can hear me. Like, oh my God. But, uh, oh my God. Worst, worst podcast in the world. But like, nah, like the trailer for this movie missing. Now after watching it, it gave out a lot of stuff, but not too much to know where there's so many there's still so many twists and turns that you're still going to uncover here but overall uh let's talk about the movie how do i feel about the movie just straight up first impressions i really liked this film i thought this film was really really good and it might be like one of my favorite movies uh in january so far i mean we already have megan where i pretty much said that i i like the movie but i don't think it's like a 95 percent. i don't think it's like one of the best movies of this year already uh we already had um 
that one bad house party movie. And then there was Plane, where I said it was a really good time. I still need to do a review on that. But uh, when it comes down to missing, I, I really enjoyed myself and just what this movie brought to the table. And, and let me tell you why. Um, real quick, I mean, like, this film does a really great job and doing what Searching did before. I mean, this is pretty much like kind of like a sequel to that movie Searching. And what both these movies do a good job in what searching did an amazing job in was utilizing the tools and the technology that we use in everyday life today, which was the internet and utilize stuff like iPhone, Siri, uh, utilize smartwatches, utilize cameras, all that type of stuff. And it was just really cool. And just knowing uh, the many things that you could use with this technology, uh, especially in some cases to where it just downright scary to where someone could legit just be watching you even even from like this camera, someone can be watching you from your laptop, from your phone, and you wouldn't even know a thing. The fact that we have the ability to like look into all these different places all around the world and people don't know about it. That is crazy. It's cool at one point, but it's scary in another thing. And I think the movie does an amazing job in creating that sense of wonder and that sense of innovation, but also creating a sense of tension and just like horror from that, like not hardcore horror or anything like that. A sense of like, you just feel like this existential dread or like this shiver around you, this shudder you get because it's just like, damn, like someone can watch you from any moment. But that's one of the things where I liked about this movie. I really liked about this movie. Uh, but going from there, from the thing that, you know, I, I was definitely going to love this movie right off the jump. Uh, I really liked the story and I loved uh, the characters. Uh, Storm Reed's character, uh, who's pretty much the daughter, uh, she is someone to where I actually really enjoyed. I don't think I had any problems with her and just how she kind of navigated throughout this entire film. In the beginning, she does seem just very annoying. She seems like that bratty child that we all know in those types of movies to where it's just like, why are you never here with me? Or they're going through some type of mental episode or um, uh, they're going through stuff to where, you know, you feel for them, but like they get extra, extra bratty. And like in this movie, not really. Like you can clearly tell like, you know, she doesn't like her mom, but at the same time, she doesn't like hate her. And, you know, there are just things that she's trying to go through and she acts like a typical teenager. And what she does in this entire movie, but like expressing emotion, expressing the concern and just going through all these types of things with her investigation. I really liked it. Uh, this movie really showed that Storm Reed again is like one of my favorite young actresses out there. And Hey, she's killing it, man. And movies as small as this and TV shows and other movies such as like Euphoria, she's doing a really good job. And I feel like like putting her in a situation like this, it's just going to help her grow even more. And I really liked her character. Besides that, I, I, I was thinking that maybe anyone else in this movie, I was going to be like, and eh, they're just kind of playing their part. And I would say that Neil Long actually was someone who did a really good job she's not someone to where she's she steals the screen all the time but she's someone to like in your mind you're like yeah this is why Nia Long is still like a great actress and that no matter how bad or how good the film is and or like how small her role is she is still going to be someone to where you really enjoy her presence and throughout this movie I enjoyed her presence especially what happens with her uh, towards the end no spoilers on that one uh, besides that there are other people in this film to where I, I really enjoyed uh, 
there are characters that kind of play a type. Elijah Park that you saw in the trailer, he's someone to where I, you know, thought that he was just playing a type. And with the, the, the role that he had, there was really nothing else that he could do. And that's not a negative or a criticism. That's just something that I noticed in the film and I wanted to bring up. But I really like the two main characters of Storm Reed and Nia Long's characters. I, I really like them. But with the story element, it's like... That was the biggest thing to where I was solely surprised about. When you have a story where it's like this investigative uh, type of mystery thriller and the way they utilize technology and just how they kind of tell the story, how they move the story from point A to point B to point C, I really like that. Like there are points in this film uh, to where you you get a, a peek into sort of like the lives of Storm Reed and Nia Long and their relationship and also the relationship between Nia Long uh, and, and the character of Kevin Lee. I forgot the uh, actor's name, but you really get to get a peek of that. And it, it feels heartwarming and it feels nice. And, and it goes into a really big thing. I like just the heartwarming moments in this film. Uh, I thought they did a really good job just being a tearjerker to you, just actually making you like connected with characters. And that's, one thing that I was surprised with I thought it was gonna be some sort of thing where it's melodramatic but no this is something where I, I actually like got into it um besides that you have moments to where like the film just kind of stops no one's talking but it just takes you back and forth into like this sort of like investigative mode to where you're trying to figure out passwords you're trying to figure out okay uh what are these emails from where are the cameras from how can I analyze this situation and use it to my advantage the fact that it takes a pause of dialogue and just goes through all that I thought was pretty cool uh I love moments to where uh, <laughs> they utilized uh, this whole thing of the twist and turns and these big twists, not just at the end of the film, but in the in the, in the middle of the film to where, you know, one thing, you know, the big twist or like uh, the character of Kevin Lee. He's not really like who he says he is, that he's actually a criminal that was said in the trailer. But when you go more in deep with him and also Neil Long's character, there are just so many things to where you're just like, holy shit, I, I did not know that this was going to be this type of movie and i think the other big thing about it is that the movie does a great job or the story does a good job in utilizing not only the technology but like what we as like people who consume this technology do in situations like this when it comes to a high profile story or a situation like this that you see on the news or on the internet people are going to get into it and the thing that i really really liked for the time that it had in the film was that it you it, it pretty much just go ahead and talked about how in, in any type of situation you're going to have conspiracy theorists you're going to have people who get very very messy into the drama you're going to have political pundits that feel like they need to go ahead and, and use this as a way to get to their point you're going to have influencers into it you're going to have Netflix try to offer you a six figure deal to make this into a docu series or into a, a documentary or even a movie and there there are so many things that happen in this film that utilizes real life shit into this. I, I really loved it. Uh, I thought it was really cool and they don't even go too crazy with it. it. It doesn't become a movie to where it's too self-aware. They have a good balance of it. Um, but going into the twist and turns, like I really liked uh, a lot of the twists they had in here. And, and there's this, the, the big twist of them all. I was there just thinking like, what what is, what is this and, and at first i thought it was gonna be like a major problem to film because i was like how are you going to do this and this doesn't make any sense and then next thing you know like they explain it and they go in it left some nitpicks but at the same time i was like oh 
oh, that that makes sense, and I actually really enjoyed that. And it actually makes you kind of feel like a dumbass because the writing's on the wall, and you could think about it. But it's always like these with just in types of investigative films. Uh, but I mean, overall, like if I had to bring in like like how I truly felt about this film, I, I just I thought it was a surprise film for me. I thought it was better than what I thought it was going to be. And now keep in mind, I thought this film was already going to be good and that it was going to be a fun time. But seeing this now and going through everything and just kind of like remembering this thing of like everything I saw throughout this entire film, uh, I loved uh, every piece of it. I think this is a great film that I would go ahead and recommend to you guys to watch. If you want to watch for wait for streaming, go ahead, but go see this with your friends and just have an amazing time. Like these are one of these films to where you go with your friends, you have a good time, but you're actually interested in the film. You're interested in the story. You're interested in the characters. You're interested in how to utilize all these things into the plot. And I think that's what makes this movie so good. Um, again, one of my favorite movies of January so far, if there was anything to criticize in this film, uh, I guess the only big nitpick was that um, there was pretty much this moment where like every time uh, the the main character played by Storm Reed, she figures out something and she has like a brain blast. She literally does this. I'm, I'm going to do this right now. Like, uh-huh. <laughs> it's just it's just moments like that where I'm just like this. Like she's literally having a brain blast. She's literally having a brain blast as we speak right now. And it was just so funny to just see her just like, like every time she was like, wait a minute. Hold on a second. Whoa. (laughs) It was just, it was just a way to move the plot, especially what happens towards the end. But, um, yeah, man, I really love this movie. Uh, I really like this movie. I would go ahead and recommend to you guys, if you guys have the time to go watch in the theater, go ahead and watch in the theater. But that is pretty much going to be a quick review of this movie missing and just everything about it. Let's go ahead and take a quick break real quick as I go ahead and get ready to show you guys my reaction and review for The Last of Us episode two that's currently airing on hbo max because i have a lot of things to say but i'm gonna go keep it straight to the point like i did with missing and that's all this and more right here on
All right, we are back now with uh, the Midnight Drop. I'm hoping you guys have been having a good time so far in tonight's episode. And we're just going to go straight into my reaction to The Last of Us uh, Episode 2 that's right now airing on HBO Max. I loved every single bit of this episode, if we're just going to go ahead and get into it. I I loved everything. I think it was as consistent uh, with how I felt with the first episode and... I, I, there's only like a couple things to really talk about. Uh, one of them, I'm not going to have like a visual aid to it like I did last week, but like there are just, there are just so many things in here that just made me just fall in love with this series all over again. Like I did last week with episode one. And I, I feel like they they really have like a pattern going on around here or they're really digging into their bag to making this so separate from the game, but really freaking good like the game as well, man. And, you know, like I said, well, we're going to get into it Um, with episode two. I mean, one of the things that I really like the most from this episode, from this series that it seems to be doing now is that in the opening credits, it seems like we're getting a whole uh, big explanation of just what happened in this area with guarding the outbreak or like, what about this question or that question where last week we had this whole situation with just, um, you know, the, the, the foreshadowing of how serious, uh, this infection is, this outbreak is, and what it was going to be down the road with the epidemiologist talking about like, yeah, like, you know, the world gets warmer, you know, fungi can evolve, you know, it can become parasitic and we could all, you know, the human race just goes kaplut, <laughs> kaplut or whatever. And in this episode, it pretty much just showcases you the, 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 not only the terror that this probably brought into scientists eyes, but also how did the outbreak and the entire infection, uh, go in terms of reactions for people all across the globe. And we go into this one, uh, I think this Asian community, I don't want to, I want to be, I don't want to be specific and get it wrong. I'm just going to say like in terms of like this Asian community of uh, this whole nation that I want to say. And uh, there was a point where like they, the story kind of follows like this whole entire uh, scientist that specializes uh, in fungi and, and pretty much talking about how, you know, this is her life's work and the military brings her in and says, we need you to take a look at this patient and figure out what's going on. And also like this, this, uh, this little sample that we got from uh, the person that's infected so far. And it shakes her to the core. So where they try to ask her like, Hey, what do you think we should do? Like, can we get a cure? Can we get a vaccine together? Like we've done with everything else. And she's just like, nah, bomb this shit, bomb it, bomb it to the ground. You know what? I'm going to go see my family, go say, what's up. And, uh, yeah, you can go ahead and bomb my place too. Peace. <laughs> I would think after that, she probably just ran out to the building, just like, I'm getting the fuck out of here. But it it it's something to where uh even the way how they explained what happened to the person who got bit and, and died and, and was infected, the way they explained it, it's just like it happened in like a factory where I guess it happened in like a wheat and f- I guess I want to say wheat and flour. I don't think it's right, but it happened in like a factory in a rural area to where the, the environment was perfect to kind of like spread this infection. And I think the whole moment to where it just makes her feel like, like the, all it like 
the all is lost moment was just when uh, he tells her straight up, hey, like 14 people got infected and they could be anywhere. And she's just like, all right, bomb it, bomb it, bomb everything, burn it to ashes, ashes to ashes, big fella. And, and I felt like this opening was equally as good as episode one's opening because it strikes fear into how bad this outbreak is. But also in a realistic sense, I feel like scientists would be like, yeah, we we encounter something this bad. They're just like, nah, we're done. <laughs> Go ahead and just destroy the earth. <laughs> we're done. Hard reset. I'll see you in the next life, big fella. Peace. It was just, it was just like what, but I, I love that opening. But oh man, going into the other thing that I love is that that we we're now introduced to clickers and to the first big fight sequence that we get uh, with the clickers and just kind of that adaptation, that whole different visualization of that big fight sequence that we get in the game when we're with Test and we're with Ellie, where we're going through. Uh, I mean, I think it was like parts of Boston and go in into like this one building which it looked like they used a hotel from one of the levels that's later on in the game where you have to go under the water or something and the way they did this fight sequence it was outstanding and also the clickers uh from that one part of the trailer i was afraid that it was going to be super 3d and that it wasn't gonna be that great but it looked really 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 good and the way how they designed the clickers and, and all the enemies i love that I mean, I'll go ahead and, and straight up just show you a part of that and, and just kind of give you like my like like just the scene in itself. It's about two two minutes and 47 seconds. There's more to it. But I just want to show you like what this scene was all about, because this moment really just showed you that they really know what they're doing.
<laughs> pretty much. Show flow rundown is a. Uh, but pretty much, yeah, like that entire scene was just done so well. And it's like if you're someone who's played the game, you're just left like shocked at how good this is. And I have to give my props, man. Like the way how they 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 brought in tension, they brought in that horror, uh, but also those badass moments with like Tess and Joel, especially Joel. I loved every bit of it, and it, it captured the same feeling that I got from the games. Uh, now the the only thing you need to do is just basically go around the room three times and go look for loot, but that's that's just neither here or there. But you know, we go in and we we're seeing like probably all these different moments, uh, relationship moments between Joel and Ellie, and like the beginning of this whole new uh, friendship, this whole partnership that we all know and love in the, from the games. And I think the biggest thing from this episode that uh really blew me out the water uh was Tess's death which we were all waiting for we were all waiting to see how that was going to go down if you haven't played the game or you've played the game okay spoilers right here if you haven't played it but uh Tess basically got bit she gets infected uh and next thing you know she pretty much just tells Joel and Ellie hey go 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 do your Joel go do your mission I want human race to society. I want the humankind to go ahead and, and live and, and go back to normal. And in the game, Fedra agents are already hunting them now. And she basically says, I'm going to hold them off. And then she gets shot by Fedra agents. And it, it was a, it was a sad scene because it's like, you're, you're playing the game. Next thing you know, you hear from the background, Oh, Tess gets shot. And then you're just sitting there, you go back inside and then you'd see Tess's dead body. And you're just like, Oh wow, that's you know that that's just sad. Uh, but they decided to make it not only more sad in this movie or in this TV series. They not only make it more sad in this entire TV series, but they make it badass, which is how she goes out. And same as always, she gets infected. She tells Ellie and Joe to go, but because of something, and I think it was because they killed a, a, a clicker with a gunshot. A bunch of clickers and a bunch of zombies come in. They rush inside. Tess tells Joel and Ellie to get out of here. And as she's getting, like, I, I guess, like, like a, the parasite transferred into her or something, she goes ahead and, and blows up the entire building. And I'm like, that was an awesome way to, to, to kill her off but to pay homage to where you're actually like really interested uh, well you're not only just interested you actually remember her more than what you did in the game man I'm gonna go ahead and show it to you right now Thank you. 
That was much better than the game. If you want to go ahead and ask my opinion, because that was much better than Tess's death in the game, because straight up, they just said, yeah, we're going to make her death more memorable. We're going to make it more sad. And we're going to make you remember her at the end of the day, because in the game, I won't lie to you as much as I like the character Tess, We didn't know that much about her and the way that she goes out. It, it kind of sucked. I'm not saying it was like this thing that made the game worse, but it's some to where it's like, you wish you would have gotten a better death scene or you wish that you would have saw that emotion to where it was more memorable, where you really got onto it. And as they kept remastering the game and remaking the game, it, it, it got better and better. And I feel like this is when we got a much better death sequence for Tess to where we remember her. Now, I still want like either a spinoff series or a whole uh, different story where we get to know more about Tess and Joel's relationship and how they met and everything. But at the end of the day, uh, I really, really loved what they did here. And it, and it was a knockout of the park, man, for what they did towards the end of this episode. Um, also, we got a little bit more of Ellie, which if you can go ahead and, and see right here, we got a little bit more of Ellie in this episode to where we get to know a little bit more about her. We still keep it vague. We're going to know more about her later on down the season when we probably get into more of the adaptation of the whole DLC they did of Ellie's story and how she got infected and stuff, how she got bit. And uh, I, I, I really liked her. I feel like no matter how she just doesn't look like Ellie from the game, she has the same mannerisms. She has the same type of attitude as Ellie and the way that she delivered her lines in this episode, I really, really loved. And I don't care how you feel about a, a, a young girl portraying a, a, a young video game girl in the game. I don't care how you feel about that. If you're that pressed over how she looks and not her performance or acting, or you're going to use like her look and her face uh, and how you feel about like her, her physical looks and dictate that uh, for her acting skills, you need to go somewhere and reevaluate your whole entire life because that's just not it. Now, if you can say you don't like her acting because you just straight up just don't like her acting or just think they could have gone with someone else, okay, cool. But don't don't be the weirdos online that's just going to go ahead and, and, and disparage her and hate her and all that because that's just weird. But that's not a here or there. Overall, I love this episode. I love what they did with The Last of Us, episode two, and I can't wait to see what they got next week. But having said all that, we're going to go ahead and end tonight's episode of The Midnight Drop. I told you it was going to be a real quick episode. It's like 40 minutes. There's nothing crazy here. Just a, a really chill, quick episode. And like I said, you can catch us more on all these different platforms you see down in the description box, wherever you're listening to, or like I said in the beginning. But as always, thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. And we'll see you guys next time. Peace.